Hi everyone, it's Jamie and you're listening to Thoughts for Today. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about um, just overcoming temptation. We see the example from Jesus himself um, and actually just FYI, I've really been um, most interested over the last month in studying the life of Jesus and I, because I think it's a really good way to to be able to hear and know God's voice by understanding who God is through his son um, and, you know, just understanding his character, how he reacts to different people and circumstances, how he deals with conflict, how he handles people that, you know, um, you know, naysayers, people who mock him, people who, you know, try to like trip him up because of the things that he's saying that, you know, just sound for them so outlandish. So I'm just very intrigued and interested in, in knowing, knowing God through, through learning more and reading, um, more intricately about Jesus's life and, um, and the different things that he said and did. So today in particular, I focused on the temptation of Jesus. So um, I'm looking at Luke 4 and essentially for anyone who has not heard or read that passage. um, So Jesus is, is, you know, led by the Holy Spirit um, and so he goes into the desert and there for 40 days, he, um, was fasting and praying. And obviously, you know, while you're fasting and praying, as anyone knows, um, there's a little bit of a vulnerability from a human standpoint, right? You're probably a little bit weaker than you normally are. You probably are super hungry. And therefore, I mean, as anyone knows, when you even skip a meal, sometimes you just feel like you can't focus. You're just focusing so much on the fact that you're hungry. And so here Jesus is doing it, um, and has been doing it for 40 days. And so, you know, the devil, unfortunately, uh, for us, he is a very, very, um, uh, he doesn't fight fair, right? So he's, he's cowardice in that way. Um, and so he's not going to fight us at our best. He's going to fight us at our worst, um, most vulnerable times. And so as he is fasting, Jesus is fasting and praying. Um, he ate nothing during those days. And obviously the Bible even is specific in saying that by the end of them, uh, he was hungry as you can imagine. And so what is the first temptation? Verse three Luke 4, verse 3, the first temptation that the devil comes to him with is, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. So, I mean, the audacity, right? Again, he does not fight fair. and That is a huge um, pointer that you have to understand. Like when you are feeling your worst and you just hear things in your mind and your heart about like how you're not good enough, how you're a loser, how you... I mean, for some people, you know, you should kill yourself. Like, there are so many thoughts that come into our minds in those moments where you are sad or, you know, you're just not feeling your best. Um, Know that the enemy is definitely waiting to just pour lies into you. He's the father of lies, which the Bible specifically states. And so, um, he's, he, he, he loves those moments because he uses those as opportunities to, um, further, uh, you know, make you feel lower than you might already feel on your own. So here again, Jesus is hungry. And so his first thing is, um, 
you know, he's questioning his identity. If you are the son of God, tell the stone to become bread. If you are so great, if you are, you know, he, he constantly comes with those like, you know, those questions that make you question your ability, your faith in God, who you are, your identity. And so if you are, tell the stone to become bread. And Jesus quips and, you know, reacts very quickly right back. And he quotes Deuteronomy 8.3, which says, it is written, man does not live in bread alone. So now the devil leads him up to a high place and shows him uh, in verse 5, Uh, in an instant, all of the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, verse six, "Um, I will give you all of their authority and splendor for it has been given to me and I can give it to anyone I want to. Verse seven, so if you worship me, it will be yours. Verse, uh, so, okay, so lots of things from pack here. He's leading him up this mountain. Jesus, of course, a a bit bewildered. And um, he says, I will give you, uh, all these kingdoms, it has been given to me. And so some would say, well, the earth is, you know, God's, how could it be given to him? But the minute that sin entered the world, he now, the enemy now has, you know, some authority over because, um, not the ultimate authority, but he rather he has some influence, right? He has a lot of influence. Actually, if you look around the world today, you can tell, you can see the influence very blatant, probably much more blatant than it was, um, just, you know, 50 years ago, but, um, now it's very out and about. And, um, and so he shows, and he knows, you know, how much God, um, who obviously sent his son Jesus into this world to save it, as it says in John three seventeen, how much he loves the world, the people, the people of the world. And so being shown all of, you know, the kingdoms in their and uh, their splendor, you know, this is something that Jesus loves. And and truthfully, um, the enemy does have some authority um, in the way that the world, you know, is fallen at this point. And so that would seem like, you know, as potentially as opposed to dying for the world, maybe this is a good way to get it, right? To, 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 um, to, ha- to not have to deal with that, perhaps, by, you know, according to the devil, worshiping him, and then he'll have all of it. And so, again, this is a vulnerable topic for him because this is something that Jesus really desires. He desires the world. You know, John three sixteen, God loved the world so much that he sent his son into the world. So it's very important to him. And, um, and Jesus, of course, responds... It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Deuteronomy 6.13. So again, he's not taking the bait. Um, He is just going to hit him right back with the word. And so now the third temptation, the devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God. Again, questioning his his, uh, identity. Throw yourself down here. And then the enemy thinks he's crafty. So since if you've noticed, um, Jesus, you know, recants with the word. So the enemy recants with the word. So he speaks um, Psalms 91, 11 and 12. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. So he tries to reiterate the word back. 
And then Jesus quotes Deuteronomy 6.16. It says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So ultimately, you know, three temptations, three strikes, you're out. And so verse 13, when the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. So here we can tell um, in this, in this, um, this is reiterated Matthew 4, 1 through 11 and Mark 1. Um, but we can see that he finally realizes that the resisting, right? The word says resist, resist the devil and he will flee. So he understands that all of his, uh, all of Jesus's resistance is, you know, uh, he's obviously not going to back down or, 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 or give in to the enemy. So he flees. And I love how it kind of, we, we get the clue in right here, right? Of how the enemy works. Um, he left him until an opportune time. So as I started, um, I said that, you know, when you're feeling the lowest, when you're vulnerable, when you something bad has happened to you, when you're heartbroken, when you're in pain, when you're just, you just need comfort, right? And, and, and Jesus is the comforter, right? He provides that, um, just that peace that surpasses all understanding in your heart. He is that one that you can cling to that sticks closer than a brother. Um, all of these are verses, um, from the Bible. And so, uh, what does the enemy do? He actually like uses those moments. He capitalizes on them, if you will, and he will use them to kick you while you're down. So when you're pained, when you're heartbroken when you're really just hurt um and i've been there for sure so i can completely relate um but those are the moments if you notice if you're in them right now i just want you to notice and be conscious of the voices that are coming to you the thoughts that you're having the 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 even the people that are used in your life in this moment to kind of you know trigger you in a way that um that just makes you feel worse about yourself that maybe reiterates something negative that you already have the thought of you know are getting thoughts of in your own mind um the bible says that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities powers um and rulers of darkness and so you know as much as you could really hate the person or or what they're saying to you in that moment far better than that is to recognize where their words where their actions are coming from right they are just a pawn in the enemy's hand and he's going to use them to further kick you while you're down to further keep you in a place of just vulnerability of uncertainty of confusion of anger of pain of alienation of um you know just feeling like a loser feeling like you're not good enough feeling unworthy he would love nothing more than for you to not realize the power and the authority that you have to completely um abolish those thoughts to completely rebuke them um because God does not give us those thoughts. He does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. The word says that you can come boldly to the throne. God loves you. Jesus loves you. He died to take upon him 
all that you are going through right now. And the enemy would love you to not know that for one. If you don't know that, know that he died, that um, he was bruised for our transgressions. There's nothing that you've done in this life that A, he didn't know before you did it and B, that he didn't die to save. And so um, you're, you don't have to be bound as a sinner. You don't have to be bound in your sin. You can come to the throne of grace. You can be set free by the blood. I encourage you, if you're not already, to confess your sins and, and, um, and just believe uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ and know that he loves you and he died for to save you. Um, we all need to be saved, right? None of us, none of, not one uh, is perfect. We've all sinned and fallen short. Uh, we all miss the mark. And so that is exactly what he came for. He came um, to be able to use imperfect people. Everyone in the Bible that has been used mightily was not a perfect person. So I just want to reiterate to you that nothing that you've done, nothing that you're you're going through is, um, you know, is a waste, right? God can use all things. Even the mistakes that I've made have been heavily used in my ministry and in my life at this moment. And, and the people that I've spoken to and the people that I, uh, that God uses me to, to minister to and to pray for a lot of which, most of which have dealt with the same emotions and the same, uh, issues and 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 sins and 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 areas where i've fallen short i can you know they they have as well and i can completely relate as a result and so not that um you know i would ever gloat over the fact that i did things that are wrong but the fact is that god can use those wrong things um and, and you know and use it right now in this point to kind of be Um, an area where I can really speak into the lives of others because I've been there and I can relate and you know there's an anointing there anointing if you know it's uh, the symbol of that is like oil right and oil to be made um, needs to be crushed it it comes from um, like the olive oil right it needs to be crushed the olive is crushed and the oil comes out and so these areas where I have been hurt and pained and made mistakes are areas where I was really crushed and 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 so God turns that around and, and provides that anointing that oil to to help others right um, that's ultimately our goal in life is to share the good news um, and help others and let them know, listen, there's a God who saves. And so I just want to encourage you, Jesus overcame temptation. Jesus overcame, you know, the lies of the enemy. Jesus overcame, um, everything that the enemy was trying to do to keep him down, to keep him low and to keep him, you know, questioning who he was. And, and he showed you the perfect way to overcome that, which is to, um, speak the word. So the first thing you really need to do is know what the word says, right? You need to understand, um, the word and and just, and hide it in your heart. Like know it, know it, live it, eat it, breathe it, um, read it on a daily basis and just really get it into you. Write scriptures down that really speak to you, get to know them because in those hard times, which will come again, you know, we live in this world and it says in this world, you will have trouble, but, um, but I, Jesus, has overcome the world. And so, you know, he doesn't promise it's going to be, you know, rainbows and sunshine every day, but know that you can overcome it in the same way that he can overcome. And he is the perfect example. He leads by example. And so, again, in our, in a, our scripture today, Luke 4, we just, it's just another example of how, 
you know, we can overcome. We can overcome those thoughts, those those questions, those fiery darts, which, which the Bible calls it, uh, fiery darts of the enemy that come to try to sway us, to try to confuse us, to try to make us second guess who we are and what we bring to the table. Um, and so I just encourage you to, if you're going through it right now, I just encourage you, I pray for you that, you know, I rebuke any, any thought that does not come from the father, anything that comes your way, any person that comes your way that would say something that would trigger you or, or cause you to second guess who you are and whose you are as a, as a blood bought saint of the living God, um, I rebuke and I just completely cast down every high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God in your life, in your environment. Um, and I would just encourage you just to um, lay it all at his feet, all your cares, all your burdens, all your concerns, all your anxieties, lay it at his feet and know that he cares for you. He's endured it all for you in advance, right? All of his beatings, all of his lashings, all of his, um, the Bible specifically says that when Jesus was, you know, crucified, he was unrecognizable because that hurt and that pain and that mockery that he endured, right? Being slapped, being, um, you know, spat at, you know, in his face, like all of these, like just terrible emotions and feelings and hurt and pain um, from the people that he loves, that he came to die for, you know, the same feelings that we feel at times, right? The hurt, the pain, the, the, um, just feeling like, uh, you know, disappointment, just like someone didn't have your back and, um, all of those things he went through, he went through it already. He knows what he, what it feels like. I guarantee you, he knows, he knows what you're feeling. And so I just encourage you to lay it at his, at his feet, right? Cast your cares upon me, says Jesus. Um, and so I just encourage you to do that. And I just really just want you to know who you are in him, know that you're able to overcome, you're able to overcome those thoughts, those anxieties, and um, you are more than an overcomer. You are more than an overcomer in Christ Jesus. Just remember that. I pray you remember that. Um, and I just want to end with a verse that kind of, um, you know, talks about the the posture that Jesus has right now uh, because I know that there are times that things go wrong in our lives and we wonder um, you know where is God but uh, I want you to to know Psalms 37 13 right the posture that Jesus uh, that God has as opposed to just being seated on the throne which I've talked about in past podcasts uh, is a posture of, of confidence in being seated and not pacing. You know, God is not uh, concerned or dropping the ball about anything that's happening in the world. But more importantly, the Lord laughs. The Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. So I just, again, want to encourage you, you are more than an overcomer, and know that your Father in heaven uh, sees things that are going on, and he laughs because he knows that there will be judgment and repayment for anyone and anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and who he is. Um, and so again, I pray, uh, just encouragement, peace in your heart, uh, find the time to spend in his presence this month. And, um, and we will definitely speak again soon. Have a wonderful, blessed, 
uh, July 4th and, um, and an amazing month ahead.